On Aviation Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the On Aviation Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and uh, with me is my co-host, Orlando. Um, Orlando, how are you doing today? Fantastic, my friend. Fantastic. It's been a while. It's been a while. We've had a lot. We have a lot to say, a lot to do, and I'm looking forward to, to this discussion with you about our topic today, my friend. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Uh, we're excited to get into the topic today. We're talking about massive airline layoffs. Um, there's been quite a lot. Go- there, there's been a lot going on in the aviation industry in terms of jobs being available to pilots, and now we're getting into layoffs. So. We have a pilot shortage up till now. Um, they tried solving it by increasing uh, salaries. We've had like we've had pilots uh, paid hundreds of dollars per hour um, on entry, which is pretty insane. It's awesome. It sounds great, but it's definitely um, something to worry about if you realize that uh, airlines are not going to be able to afford that. Orlando, do you think? What are your thoughts on this? What what do you think has led to these layoffs? So where we're seeing the layoffs, so for context, where we're seeing the layoffs right now is the first thing is people say, okay, there's no pilot layout. There's nothing coming out with pilots. But UPS did uh, early retire or lay off some pilots and they give them a good severance package and all that. So it doesn't matter if you give them a severance package. It's still a layoff. So it was 200 pilots, right, which is a lot, okay, given that people are struggling to find pilots. But the good thing is that these pilots were quickly snapped up by the, some of the legacy carriers as they look for captains and so on. We're not sure if these were joined, if these were first officers and they would have a lot of experience, if, if all of them were snapped up that fast. However, you know, this is a big deal to, to lay off so much. So one of the things that we have to look at is, one, the context. Yes, it's UPS, permanent UPS. And, and, and kind of think through why UPS would be laying off pilots. And then you kind of see them doing some other things later on, right? Earlier this year, we saw them about to lay off 12,000 regular UPS delivery people, right? So a lot coming on the pike and, 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 and so on and all that. But you have to watch out also for FedEx. And that is because the hiring spree that the carriers, well, the cargo carriers and, and, and so on, that deliver folks and so on, um, courier people, companies rather went on during the pandemic when everyone was staying at home and buying up all this stuff with all the with, with all of the stimulus that was in the economy people had a lot of money to spend they had a lot of free time they were buying a lot of things that all that is done now and so they're going back to a more normal state of affairs also they may be going beyond the normal state of affairs in the negative because of, of the economy. So just for context that's what's really happening we expect that there might be some additional layoffs across the board, given what's coming. But we can talk about that some more, give some more examples, such as what may happen with Spirit Airline, given that the DOJ is fighting, has blocked the merger between them and JetBlue. So as, there's a lot there. I know I went off on, on a long, there's a long-winded answer there, but it's a, just, just so much going on. I wanted to share some of that for context. Uh, thanks thanks so much, Orlando. No worries about that. Do you think uh, the pilot shortage is being affected by this? Is it is it going to get any better? Is it, gonna, is it getting any worse? Because now if there's layoffs, I'm guessing there's uh, also a slowdown in hiring, of course. Um, I'm not sure if their approach would be to hire at a lower rate. Um, 
because yeah, pretty much I'm pretty sure they're still going to find pallets one way or another, but I'm not sure if it's still going to solve the issue with the pallet shortage. No, it's it's almost as if the general trajectory for pilot shortage is higher. For example, if the demand for pilot is going higher and the supply is lower. So, for example, if every year you're requesting 100 more pilots than is available, just for argument's sake, and this year you have a shortfall of 200, next year you will have a shortfall, a shortfall of 300. But in the interim, in the middle of the year, you might have oh, it's, it, there's ups and downs, like, oh, we don't need as much pilot this month, we need more pilot next month. This is just a little bump in the road, like a, just like a, a little upset. This is a part of the vicissitude, but the general trend for the pilot shortage is upward, right? And that won't change because the underlying factors that are driving the pilot shortage is still remaining. And what I'd like to, I would just like to tell our, our listeners that it's, it's not the FAA and the 1500-hour rule. It's not, all right? We've, we've gotten a lot of pushback in the past saying that you know it's FAA and 1500 but we have to just let you guys folks know that in the grand scheme of things and this is an economic problem right this is economic because it's supply and demand it's economic because the because the 1500 hour rule was a one-time event it cannot cause a problem to continue because it was a one-time event the the, the industry and the other factors would have compensated the reason why they have not overcome that rule is because there are other factors that are driving the shortage. We could talk about that in another meeting, in another uh, uh, meeting. I mean, another uh, podcast. But those factors are still there. So the answer to your question is that this will not upset the apple cart in terms of, you know, the pilot shortage continue continuing. The factors that are leading to that sh the shortage of supply are ex exacerbating. Right. The cost to become a pilot is becoming higher and higher and higher and higher. Right. One of my kinfolk, uh, she's trying to do become a pilot. And from zero to hero, she took out a loan for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. That's kind of strong. And so when you look at the cost to become a pilot, because the, the cost is just so for some people is just prohibitive. Right. Your supply is going to be lower and lower at the same time because of regulation it's becoming more and more difficult to actually obtain a pilot license, right? The FAA has been doing some stuff by relaxing some rules here and there, but regarding pilot training, it has been, the rules are pretty much the same, and some of them have been be even strengthened, insurance requirements, you know, and all these different things. So you can see where the factors going in are becoming tougher. The economic condition is not helping as well. And so those factors that are driving the pilot shortage are still remaining, while the ability to fly cheaper the idea is that if airlines can make more efficient airframes on, and place on them more efficient engines, the cost, the available seat mile becomes lower. That's the amount of, that's what it costs to put an aircraft 30,000 feet in the air and move it one mile. The available seat mile is lower. And if the available seat mile is lower, the cost of tickets go down because airlines operate in a very competitive environment. What can happen to this, though, this can be changed by, you know, fuel costs and so on. But airlines, they hedge fuel costs. So, you know, they kind of mitigate against that. So the idea is, the, 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 the thing I'm trying to explain here is that the pilot shortage will continue forward because the factors lead, uh, causing the pilot shortage are still there and they're increasing, right? And so even with this layoff, even if Spirit and JetBlue would have merged to take advantage of the, you know, not needing so much pilots, 
um, it still wouldn't affect it as much, right? Because your pilots retiring, pilots leaving the profession, going to do something. And so when you train pilots, professional pilots, they not all they do not all go to the airlines, right? Some fly 135, some fly 90, 91, and some pilots just take the pilot's license and go fly themselves, right? Because they have the money to own an aircraft or rent and fly for leisure and so on. So a lot of this stuff is is very complex uh, at some point, right? It, it, across the board, it's, it's kind of complex. If that kind of makes sense, my friend. Absolutely, that makes sense. One thing I'm thinking about is now you already explained how we came to this. It's very likely, uh, you know, it's it's the government support. Airlines rely on government for um, a lot of stuff because not a lot of them are profitable. Um, and so I'm thinking, uh, we know things tend to change uh, towards elections, um, and we expect well with uh, with what's been happening lately. Um, stocks have been going up, uh, even though there's layoffs, you, you see a lot of uh, things just going green. It sounds like companies are getting uh, better. Um, uh, there's a little bit hope that interest rates are going uh, going to go even much lower. Um, do you think the economy is stabilizing? And if it's stabilizing, is it going to do the op is is it gonna have the opposite effect of what's happening right now with airlines, whereby there's a lot of layoffs and um, they're not getting a lot of support to uh, pay these uh, pilots. So th there's two parts to this. You know, one part is is the economy stabilizing, and the next part is how will this affect the aviation industry. The first part, the question is no, the the economy is not stabilizing. There's a lot of facade around what the economy is doing, and there's a lot of rhetoric and a lot of conversation around what the economy, what's happening with the economy, but it's, it's not good, okay? Um, they talk about job numbers, and the job numbers are increasing. People are, they see, we, we, we have this job, but they've been revising downward a job for about 16 months. All of a sudden, they're revising them up again. I guess they're changing, and they want, you know, don't want people to think that every job number the government put out over the previous, before this one, at, I think, 16 months. They have to revise them down. They're not creating as much job as they think. So there's not much job as created as they think. So the economy is not doing very well. That's the first thing. The economy is doing well is just it's just not true. It is not true. And then even if with the job that are being created, it's people taking on multiple jobs to survive. So cost of living is high, much higher than what the CPI says. So the economy is not doing good. Therefore, the airlines are not in a good position. In fact, Spirit Airlines is, is, is probably on the verge of bankruptcy. They're, they're really, they're at, at a bankruptcy risk, right? And short sellers are in there on the stock risk. So in a sense, the merger was almost like a lifeline for Spirit, unless there are other support that they can get. So one, the economy is not doing good, and the airlines. Now, if the economy was doing good, if the economy is bouncing back and things are doing great, yes, definitely this will affect the airlines positively. All right. Fuel prices can be handled. Either the fuel price comes down, either fuel price comes down or revenues are so high that they can offset the, the increased cost of fuel and in increased cost of personnel. So, yes, if the economy is doing great, if the economy is stabilizing, if it actually is stabilizing, then the airlines will do better. And you that most airlines are not profitable. They lose money constantly. And so if there is a way to be through a better better economy, and some airlines, even in good times, they lose money. All right. Um, the most profitable airline in history, in, in the history of airlines, is Southwest, right? 
they've never made a loss. They've always made a profit, right? Some airlines can't even make a profit in good times. And so that's what, what I would say about it. What I would say about it, a situation with the airlines where they're struggling right now, one, because they generally operate in a very tough environment, and two, because the economy is bad, no matter what people say about it. But if the economy was bouncing back and getting good, me, when I say good, I mean inflation is low, cost of living is kind of falling, uh, production is rising, right? People have money to spend naturally, not through credit, not through debt. Um, yes, the airlines would, would be doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. That brings me to uh, my last question. Um, so the future of airlines. Um, quite frankly, I, I think that I, I'm not sure if every airline in every country um, outside of the U.S. Um, works differently, but I feel like a lot of them outside the u.s works towards profitability at least that's what i know from a lot of airlines in africa um but it seems like the ones here are a bit lack they're pretty much focused on keeping the business running and do you think the forthcoming conditions with the economy uh because things things are may look fine but i think it's a false positive you know things things are looking okay but i think it's not going to be great for a long time because of the one the amount of debt that uh that's that that we have to pay the interest rates are going to come up much later um and so i'm thinking what are airlines planning to do Uh, and i'm not sure if this is something that's probably premature to ask um because of the timing um but um I'm I'm guessing a lot of them will need to stay stable, and I'm not sure if they continue if they will, if they're planning to continue relying on uh, the government support for this. What I'm thinking on this really is, you know, we've got an airline. I know we want to get back to more like talk a little bit more about the, you know jobs and so on, but the airlines they're in a tough spot because they rely on the economy doing well, right, in order to to really survive, right, and so that is a big thing. How they deal with this is the main way to deal with an economic challenge is to reduce debt. But the airlines have been so over leveraged that they have a, a hard time doing that. And plus, they also, when they were making profits, some of them were making profit. They 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 use that profit to buy back stock buybacks, right? So they use that some of that to buy back the stock, and so they don't have that level of reserves, right? But when you, when the pandemic hit, most of these airlines were in the red immediately, right? And so. That's one of the things that we're facing. But how that will affect the, un- the unemployment that will be coming if airlines continue to suffer, right, um, is very serious to, 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 to think about because it's going to be very challenging for airlines to deal with this stuff, if, if that makes sense. Absolutely. That, that absolutely makes sense. All right. Um, yeah, that's, that was pretty much it. And honestly, um, yeah, I think the situation is... Uh, pretty awkward uh but uh to be honest i just hope that um things are going to look up um with the with, with the coming you know days or months um things do change pretty fast um in this economy and i'm hoping it's going to look better for pilots regardless of what's going to happen um cuz i know a lot of i know a lot of pilots out there um are actually student pilots out there have uh plans to become pilots as something that they not want to do just they enjoy um the idea they 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 look forward to that kind of goal of being um, an airline pilot and uh 
we hope the economy is going to be favorable um, for them. What are your final thoughts, Orlando, on this? Yeah, that that's a good that's a good way of looking at it. You know, pilots, folks who want to become pilots and have a burning desire to become become pilots and become airline pilots, become general aviation pilots, become uh, corporate pilots, you know, uh, all across the board in the year in the U.S., overseas, wherever, um, they should still do it because the pilot shortage is not going away. Even with a recession, the pilot shortage will not go away because yeah. people have to still travel. And one thing to remember that even during the Great Depression, businesses, some businesses thrive. So again, we like to remind folks that a depression don't mean that the entire the entire economy just stopped working. That would be a failed state. I don't think it is. There's a lot of state that's not working, right? But you have very few yeah. failed state. The U.S. Mm-hmm. will not become a failed state where the, where the airline industry just stopped working. It just mean a depression mean depressed three years or more. Depressed growth. It mm-hmm. could be negative growth, but it could also mean depressed growth below trend line. So if we were growing at a pace of, say, 2% per year over the last, 50, say, f- three decades, and all of a sudden we get in a situation where we're not growing, it's depressed growth, right? That's a general definition of it. You know, they can change these definitions as they go based on what the messaging they want to send. But my recommendation, it would be this. Those who have a burning desire to become pilot, become airline pilot, become 135 operators, private charters, whatever it is, Go ahead and do that because the pilot shortage is not going away. These, these businesses, there's going to be a lot of mergers. There's going to be a lot of consolidation. Whether the DOJ wants this or not, if there's a, if there's a severe economic challenge, there are going to be some consolidation. We've, we saw it after 2001 um, with the with the uh, 9-11 stuff. We saw it after that. We saw it in, after 2008, consolidation. It's not, you, can't, you can't help it. Because it's gonna happen as the airline's gonna collapse, and you can't have the airline collapse because people still have to travel, cargo still have to be shipped by air, and so on. So pilot job is still gonna be there. The degree to which the pilot shortage is the will vary depending on whether we're in a bull market or a slump, right? But there still will be a pilot shortage, given those factors that I talked about, right? So those who want to become pilots should still go out there, still become pilots, still get those things done, still look at those stuff, still drive forward for those passion. Because unless the entire U.S. economy and the entire U.S. United States state collapse, you're still going to be aviation. It's not going anywhere. But what we want to do is to educate folks that not to be just blind. We're going to do that. We have to talk to folks about the cost of becoming, of getting in there. What are the economic factors? Because that can limit you in terms of what are the incentives, you, you know, limit you in terms of how you get in, not incentives, but how you get in there, when you get there, and what companies are doing. So, for example, it might be difficult to get into UPS right now as a, as a, as a, as a pilot. Right. Because of what's happening with UPS. So it may get you to shift your mind, your, your, your viewpoint to somewhere else. You may not want to be a cargo person right now, or a haul dog, as they call it. You may want to go ahead and check out one of the regionals or something else. And what's happening at, at, at Spirit? Do you want to get in at Spirit? Spirit may be slowing down its pilot hiring right now because of the situation they're in. Right. They need, to, they need to tighten up the balance sheet. And so do you want to get in at Spirit? You may try something else. You may try SkyWest. You may try, you know, some other places. Right. One of the legacy carrier regionals. You may try one of those. Right. And so that's how you got to look at it. And that's why it's important to talk about where layoffs are coming. And you have to look at other things as well as you try to be, say you're become you want to be a pilot. You want to work for the airlines. But you notice that subsidiaries or other parts of the businesses. For airlines have been laying off. So I believe American Airlines just lay off like 800 plus people in the customer service area. Why are they doing it? They're trying to cut costs. How would that affect their pilot hiring, hiring pilots? So you have to look at those things as well. But the general trend, 
you have to when things are bad, you're gonna have to work your way a little bit more to figure out where you need to be. But the general trend is that the pilot shortage is here to stay for some time more. And so we'll encourage people to get in there and get in there, go on ahead and do that. All right. That's what I have for you, dear my friend. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, there's so many doors um, in the aviation industry and just cannot stick with knocking onto one, you know. Um, that's awesome. I really appreciate uh, your time, Orlando. Uh, thank you, everyone, for who's for anyone who's listening. Um, we're really excited about some upcoming episodes next week. Please look forward to them. And um, yeah, any final thoughts before I close, Orlando? That will be it. Um, just letting everyone know they can get our podcast on any of the podcast platforms, Spotify, you know. Uh, Apple Podcasts, all the streaming podcast streaming platforms where they're, they'll be able to see that there as well and engage with our content. And please feel free to comment in there. Let us know what you think about what we're doing here. And be bold. Be Speak your mind. We don't care how you speak your mind or what you say. We want to hear what you have to say because that helps us to fine-tune our thoughts as well. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Orlando. We're excited to hear from you guys. Um, thanks a lot and have a great, uh, great rest of your week and a, a wonderful weekend as well. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.